proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven and preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast. It's being brought to you by the Washington Wall Ministries. I'm your host, Charles, and I praise God today for another opportunity to be a productive part of his kingdom, to be used in some form or fashion to edify the body of Christ. Listener, that's what it's all about, helping each other make it home to heaven. We are in the last of the last days, and I do believe with all of my heart that if we allow God to use us, that we can not only ensure that we make it home, but we can help someone else make it home. As Isn't that what it's all about? I want to praise God for this day. Praise God for the opportunity to do another podcast. It's been a couple of weeks, and we do apologize that we missed last week. But, you know, events of life sometimes interrupt. But God is always faithful. And because he is faithful, we are back on this podcast. And we're going to allow God to use us to hopefully wrap up the subject that we've been on for a little while. But before we get started, I want to not only welcome you, listener, but I want to welcome my friend and partner in the ministry, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone today. Hello again to everyone that's listening and down, downloading streaming these podcasts. It's a joy and a pleasure to be with you again. It's a joy to be with you, Charles, and hear what the Lord has got to say. I love doing these podcasts because I get to experience what the Lord has to say, His presence. It's just like having church for me, and I couldn't wait to get back here. I, I'm like you. I apologize. We didn't... Uh, Certain things kind of happened that got in the way, but now we're back. <laughs> we didn't get to do one last week, but we're here this week, and I'm ready to hear what the Lord's got to say. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Like you said, I'm excited about another podcast. I like what you said. It's like church, and it definitely is. When we come together, it says we're two or more come together in his name that he is in the midst. And I know I'm here in his name and Scott you're here in his name and anyone who is listening to this podcast if they will join their faith with ours they will receive something that God has in store for them Scott this is a special week while we're doing this recording we're doing it on what's called Palm Sunday and this is the week that we celebrate the crucifixion burial and resurrection of our lord and savior jesus christ the cornerstone of our christian faith what jesus came to do he came to offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins and in doing so he opened up the highway of holiness that no one could travel on until he purchased that right with his blood and i want to thank him for that Today yep. is the day, Scott, that represents when Jesus entered in Jerusalem in the last week before the crucifixion. He entered Jerusalem on the donkey, and they cried, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It was a prophecy fulfilled about the coming Savior and Messiah, and Jesus fulfilled that, not only that, prophecy but so many others signifying that he was the anointed one of god 
So I'm so thankful for this week, so thankful for what it represents in the Christian world. Scott, I know that I like to start out each podcast with a promise from our Lord and Savior Jesus from his word. I'd like to share one of those promises from Matthew chapter 28. The last chapter in the book of Matthew states in verse 18, And Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. Amen. That's what I wanted to echo, Scott. Jesus is with us all the way to the end of the world, the end of this age, the end of the world. We will be with Jesus. His presence is with us now. There will be a time where he is physically with us. But that promise I wanted to share with all those that are listening and encourage them, no matter what they're going through, no matter what the world has stated or what events are happening in the world today that might bring fear, might bring doubt, might bring worry, no matter what situation that the listener finds themselves in, they can stand on that promise that they are not alone, God, that they are with always with the Lord. The Lord has got them in his hand that we are in the Lord's care and his love. And he is here to help, to speak, to give us encouragement. And that's what we're going to do today. Encourage one another in the Lord. God, I want to go to the Lord in prayer before we get started. I know you have a list of names that you said is told me off mic is growing and that's okay. We want each and every person that's listening to feel free to contact us. If you would like your name to be added to the list that we pray over at the beginning of the podcast, but we know God moves on these situations. I believe that it pleases the Lord when we specifically mention names and needs before him and not just give an ambiguous blanket prayer, but sometimes I believe it touches God's heart to hear names mentioned specifically, needs mentioned specifically, so that he can get the glory when they are answered. Scott, go over that list for us and then pray today for the listener, for the realization of that promise that Jesus is always with us, even until the end of the world, and pray for the podcast that God will have his way and that he will get the glory for whatever is said on this podcast today. Would you pray for us? I will definitely pray. And today, listener, we're going to, like I normally do, we're going to enter into this prayer with a little bit of focus. Charles, I like going into this prayer and praying for these people with just a little bit of focus in mind. You, the listener, we need your help. If you're listening to this podcast right now, we need your faith to join with our faith and make this threefold cord that cannot be easily broken in prayer to God. And I want to come in there with just a little bit of focus. You mentioned this is Palm Week, and, you know, you're exactly right. And Jesus did one of the many benefits of the cross and the horror of the cross and what he had to go through. And I'm so 
grateful he went through what he went through. It was it was horrible what he went through to free us, to give us salvation, sweet and wonderful. But it also did something else. And, and I'm going to come with just a little piece of scripture. And this is a little piece of something that we forget sometimes because Satan, he tries to take it away from us. He tries to rob us of this and he tries to keep us from walking in this. I'm going to remind us this morning that it's still here and we can still walk in it. This is one of the benefits of the cross of Palm Week. Listen to this. You can find this in Matthew 27. Focus your prayer in, with this in mind right here. I'm going to start at verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. You see, one of the many benefits that Jesus did, not only did he bring salvation, that wasn't just it, but he brought freedom. Amen. With his death on the cross, the one thing that we need that we, Charles we've been teaching and preaching on for the last few weeks, which is the sweet and wonderful gift of his presence was locked up in a little square by square room. That was very small behind a veil for yes. so many hundreds of years until the moment Jesus yes. this week that we celebrate. We don't know exactly what week it is. I don't think, but we celebrate it in this month and in this week. But when he cried up the, uh, the, his voice, looked up to heaven and said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? See, he went to forsaken so we don't have to be forsaken. Yeah, Just like Charles yeah. said, he went to the land of no God, no father, so that we never have to go to the land of no father. Yeah, and he ripped the veil that was in the temple and the Holy of Holies from top to bottom and released freedom released the presence released the power to any man woman or child who will believe and accept his sacrifice so i'm saying this morning we're praying for freedom if you've not figured it out we're praying for freedom for these people that are on this list and we're praying for freedom for you join with me in prayer we're praying for freedom for this podcast and i know he's going to do it we're praying for jeremiah Still, we're praying for David and Danielle on those cancer treatments. We're praying for Amanda. We're praying for David. I'm going to go through these names. We're praying for David for finances. We're praying for Melissa. We're praying for Hunter. We're praying for Chris. We're praying for Ben. We're praying for Amanda number two. We're still praying for you. We're praying for Annabelle. We're praying for Trey, Christy, and we've had some ads, Charles. We're praying for Fodell Lawson this week. We're praying for Billy Long. We're praying for Tina. And we're praying for Joy DeBoer. We're praying for you this morning. I've got this list close to my heart. And we're praying for freedom this morning. Freedom from the, from the trouble of, of uh, sickness and body. We're praying for freedom from the trouble of fear and doubt. You see, spirits of fear, in case you ain't figured this out, are loosed on this world. There are spirits of fear. There are spirits of worry. There are spirits of doubt that are being loosed because Satan knows that his time is short. But again, let me quote you back to that scripture. Jesus cried up with a loud voice and gave up the ghost and died on the cross. 
and immediately. I, I mean, Charles, it was instantaneous. There wasn't a spot there of, of dead air. It was instantaneous that the moment Jesus fulfilled the price that God required for the sins of humanity and shed his precious blood, immediately the veil was rent. Immediately the presence was released. Immediately those Old Testament saints that were bound up by the law that could never get a sacrifice good enough with bulls and goats and their blood to free them from the wages of sin, immediately they were set free and loosed from the graves and walking around and testifying that Jesus paid the price. So immediately this morning when we pray, because of the faith that I know that you have and I have and Charles has, immediately we're going to pray for release. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. God, we praise you and glorify you this morning because, God, you are a God that is true and faithful. Lord, you proclaim, and not a word that you say falls to the ground dead. Lord, you're not a liar that you say one thing and do another, but what you have promised, you watch over like a mother hen with their chicks to fulfill that word this morning, and we can pillow our head on that word of a night and trust that you are going to take care of us, that you are going to fulfill your word, that you're your promises are amen and true, and there is yeah. nothing that we can't stand on this morning, God, because you are faithful. You are wonderful. You shine brighter than the noonday sun. Your train still fills the temple. You still control kingdoms and countries and nations. You tear up and you sit down. And, Father, heaven is your throne and earth is still your footstool. Yeah. Jesus, we thank you this morning. We recognize, we remember, as we should every day, the, the pain that you did, the, the suffering that you went through, what you did on a cruel, rugged cross that belonged to me and to Charles and to everyone listening, but you took our place, and I thank you this morning, Jesus, that you did, because you let loose freedom. You set loose freedom for every one of us, and that's what I pray this morning. I pray for freedom for everyone that's on that list, freedom from the worry of cancer, freedom from the worry of fear, freedom from the worry of doubt. I rebuke every bit of this in the name of Jesus. I pray from the freedom of the worry of finances, from the freedom of the worry of hell being somebody's home, for the freedom from torment from the enemy. I rebuke the enemy off of every soul that's listening and off of every soul that's on that list. In the name of Jesus, I pray for sweet, sweet peace. I pray for sweet love. I pray for the presence to be upon every person on that list and every person listening. Let them God this morning through this podcast take a drink of living water Jesus you died to pay for our sins Lord Jesus you died so that we can have our names written in the Lamb's book of life and we rejoice in that you also died so that we can have freedom in your presence so that we can have fellowship in the holy of holies so they don't have to be stuck in a little square by square room in Israel but we can have a holy of holies in our home we can have a holy of holies in our heart we can fellowship with the very presence that raised the saints out of the ground that raised Jesus out of the tomb we can have that presence this morning because the price has been paid and we thank mm-hmm. you Jesus now Lord I pray that you use this podcast that you touch Charles and let him minister as the oracles of God God I pray that your presence be in this podcast Lord we can't do anything Lord we are nothing without your presence but we pray for the sweet power of the Holy Ghost to go through this podcast and through and touch every person let them have a breath of fresh air and God we praise you this morning for every 
everything that you've done and are going to do. We glorify you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Scott, for praying. Good prayer. Good presence of the Lord has been released on this podcast. Scott, today we are marking this day as the end of a subject that we've been on for quite some time. Now, this series that we're on, we're talking about that one that Scott mentioned in his prayer about being behind the veil. And then when Jesus died, the veil was rent and the spirit of God was released into the world. No longer was he cooped up. No longer was he cornered into a small room, but he was released to be in the presence of God's church. And on the day of Pentecost, they were in the upper room, Scott, and all of them were filled with this presence that had yes. been behind the veil. All of them were filled with this presence and power that had resided behind the veil. But the veil has been rent, and the presence of the Holy Spirit has been given to the church. And we are talking about the person and ministry of the Holy Ghost, that third person of the Trinity, that person that you need in your life, listeners, so much. I know we give so much emphasis on the Father, as we should, and Jesus the Son. But if we neglect the third person of the Trinity, that Holy Spirit, we are not living in the kingdom of God. For the Bible declares that the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but joy, peace, and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. So if you want, listener, to walk in the kingdom of God, if you want to live according to God's standard and God's statutes and the freedom that Scott prayed about, you must embrace the Holy Spirit. You must allow him control of your life. You must give over to him daily. Let him reign and rule in your life. Cultivate that personal relationship with the Holy Ghost, that one who came out of that room when the veil was rent. Scott, we've been on this series regarding the Holy Ghost for 16 weeks, and we've been on the gifts of the Spirit, talking about the gifts for the night. This is the ninth week, and Lord willing, today we're going to wrap up the gifts of the Spirit so that we can move on to a subject that's near and dear to both of our hearts, and that's the fruits of the Spirit. But we have to cover the gifts because they are real. They are for today. They are for the church. They are for our lives, listener. They are for your benefit, for your edification. Now, today we're going to cover the last one. I know that usually, Scott, we begin these podcasts with a review of what we spoke about last week and on the last few podcasts. But we're going to save the review for the end of the podcast because we're going to review all of the gifts after we cover this last one. Now, before we cover it, Scott, if you wouldn't mind refreshing our memory about the gifts of the spirit by reading first Corinthians chapter 12 and the first 11 verses. First Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. 
Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the selfsame Spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. Amen, amen. Now they are gifts that have been given to us by the Holy Spirit, by the indwelling power of the Holy Ghost. Scott, when a listener is baptized in the Holy Ghost, when a listener receives that gift of the Holy Spirit given on the day of Pentecost into their life, along with that gift of the Holy Spirit comes a gift of the spirit sometimes more than one but i've noticed that every believer usually gravitates or operates in one of these gifts more than others but all these gifts are available all these gifts can be used by a believer can be enjoyed can be edified by these gifts today we're going to cover the last one which is the interpretation of tongues. Now this goes hand in hand with our last podcast. Scott, our last podcast was specifically on speaking in tongues and how tongues are a part of believers life. Well, the interpretation of tongues is just exactly what it sounds like. It is the interpretation of a tongue given in a corporate setting for the body of believers. Scott, it bears mentioning that these last two gifts, speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues, come at the end of the list because, unfortunately, the Pentecostal belief puts so much emphasis, Scott, on speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. If the believers are not careful, if the church is not careful, these gifts can be misused and abused and often are by the enemy now we have mentioned it before scott and we need to mention it again that when we get done with the gifts we're going to the fruit of the spirit and the reason that we left the fruit of the spirit to the end is because the enemy has the ability listener to mock and to misrepresent and to counterfeit spiritual gifts just like back in the old testament scott when God led Moses into Egypt to confront Pharaoh and to tell Pharaoh to let his people go so that they may go worship him. Moses was given miracles to work. He was given signs that he could use to show the Pharaoh that God was real. And it said that a lot of the times that Moses would use these signs that the magicians that were in Egypt could counterfeit these same signs, yep. could also perform these same miracles. 
Scott, the enemy has power in the spirit realm to counterfeit spiritual gifts, to misuse them, to misrepresent them. But the one thing that the enemy cannot counterfeit or misrepresent are the fruits of the spirit. Yep. And that is where the rubber is really going to meet the road is when we talk about the fruits, because the fruits are really what the spirit of God is after in a believer's life. However, on these gifts, Scott, the interpretation of tongues, let's talk about that today. The interpretation of tongues is a corporate gift. And because it is a corporate gift, Scott, it can be somewhat a prestigious gift, meaning that those people who operate in this gift are sometimes viewed on a higher level or a holier level than others because this gift is so prestigious, because it's so corporate, because when you speak on behalf of the Lord, it does come with this stigma of you are hearing the voice of God. You must be holy. You must be really set apart. You must be really spiritual. Scott, if we're not careful, we're going to give these people too much honor. You're going to give them a, a stumbling block. You're going to allow them to be used by the enemy to misuse and to misrepresent this gift. So this gift is definitely something we want to talk about today. The interpretation of tongues. Scott, have you ever seen this gift in operation? Have you ever been a witness of this gift in today's church? I, I absolutely have. Uh, first coming into church many, many years ago, uh, there were saints of God that would worship with us in our little church that had that uh, gift. Um, not trying to toot horns, but I have also watched you operate in, in the, this tongue and interpretation of tongue. Lord blessed you as well, so I've watched you do it. I've watched you do it. Powerful, powerful tool to be used for God to display just how uh, – I, I'm trying to hunt for the right word. It's just how much he is watching over his body, yeah. how yes. much he is interested in what is going on, how concerned that he is for the well-being of his body that he will display with with these two gifts. And and Charles, it was a powerful, powerful move. When, when I saw it, you, you just knew. I, I was a young pup in the Lord then, but I still knew what was going on, and, and it was powerful. It was like the wind blowing on the back yeah. of my neck when somebody was operating in this gift, and, and you just you knew by the sensitivity of the Spirit, there's that word again, you knew yeah. that this was a display of the Holy Ghost of power for the yeah. body. So, And I know you have. I just answered that for you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, like you said before, it's God I have operated in this gift. It is a fearful gift, and let me tell you why. When you interpret a tongue, you are speaking to the body of believers what you have obeyed and believed to be the exact word that has been prophesied. Usually follows tongues. Uh, you hear someone speak in tongues, Scott, and you bear witness. Like you said, there's a hush that comes over the body of Christ. There is this yep. air and this atmosphere of intense power and glory the presence of god has rested on the believers i've usually seen this gift follow 
a, a really good, powerful, anointed praise and worship service, Scott. Yep, yep. The, the, the body of believers will praise and worship, and they will create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit feels welcome. He feels liberty. And just like it says in Revelation, we should live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And it says that he that hath an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. So there's always a word that God wants to give. There's always something that God wants to say to his people. Scott, just like you said, he is concerned about us. He is really eager to help us, to edify us, mm. to speak to us concerning his word. So there is a fearful thing that comes with this gift. When you stand in the name of the Lord and you say, thus saith the Lord, or you speak on behalf of God from a tongue that's been given and you interpret that tongue, you are giving exactly what the Holy Spirit is saying to the edification of the whole body. It should be a fearful thing. And because it is such a prestigious gift, Scott, there has been a lot of abuse. Matter of fact, this abuse started way back before today. Uh, like you said, I have operated in this gift. I will be honest. I am reluctant to operate in this gift, Scott, because it's such a fearful thing to speak <laughs> on behalf of God. Uh, when you say, thus saith the Lord, or you interpret a tongue, there is this understanding that you're speaking exactly the heart of God at that moment, what the Holy Spirit is saying. So it, 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 it humbles you. It makes you realize that you're, you're, you're like, you're saying to the people around you that I can hear God's voice good enough to say it in, in a understanding language to benefit the whole body. It is a fearful thing and it should be. However, because it carries such a prestigious kind of feeling with it, the people that operate in this gift, they can be looked upon as being very holy and very spiritual. And it might even be something that the enemy will use to tell that person, oh, look how special you are. Look how much God's using you. And if they're not careful, Scott, if, if they're not, sensitive to the Holy Spirit, if they don't keep that line open between them and the Holy Ghost, then it could create a prideful thing. And that's exactly what was going on, Scott, in the church of Corinth. We're reading about these gifts that Paul mentioned in the book of Corinthians. And the reason that Paul felt it necessary to teach on the gifts of the Spirit is because, Scott, the Holy Spirit was being used in the church and people are operating in this gift, these gifts. But some of these gifts were being abused and misused by the church of Corinth to the, to the point where Paul had to lay down some guidelines, Scott. And I want to talk about the guidelines for the interpretation of tongues because, like I said, because people get this this view that you're so holy and spiritual when you interpret a tongue that it was causing mass confusion. Everybody wanted to do it in the, in the church of Corinth, Scott, everybody wanted to be a part of this holy crowd, this prestigious gift. So it was being 
misused and abused. And Paul had to instruct them on how to reel that back in and use it for God's glory and not for pride or arrogance on behalf of the believer. Scott, I believe that if, if I'm correct, it's first Corinthians 14 that Paul really gets into the guidelines regarding yes. speaking in tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Uh, if you would be so kind to read first Corinthians 14, Start at 21 and read through 33 for us. First Corinthians 14, starting at 21. In the law, it is written with men of other tongues and other lips. Will I speak unto this people? And yet for all that, will they not hear me, saith the Lord? Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. Amen. But prophesying serveth not for them that believeth not, but for them which believe. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues are, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that you're mad? But if all prophesy and there come in one that believeth not or one unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you hath a psalm, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. Let all things be done unto edifying. Yeah. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be, uh, let me insert, by the way, he never said don't, do not speak in tongues. Let me insert that. Verse 27, if any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpreter, and <laughs> Charles, this is the most maligned one, so let me read this carefully. But if there be no interpreter, if there be no tongue to interrupt the church service for edifying with a message, if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church, and let him, and, and, and let him speak to himself and to God. Hope you heard that. Verse 29, let the prophets speak two or three and let the other judge. If anything be revealed to another that sitteth by, let the first hold his peace. For you may all prophesy one by one, that all may learn and all may be comforted. And the spirit, most important here, folks, and verse 32, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all churches of the saints. Amen. God is not the author of confusion. Scott, apparently, according to these scriptures, there was a lot of confusion going on in the church of Corinth. Yes. Everyone, everyone was speaking in tongues at the same time. Everyone was trying to interpret at the same time. Everybody had a revelation or claim to have a revelation. They all wanted to be a part of that prestigious crowd of holy people that were so spiritual that God was speaking to them. And so they wanted to show off their spiritual prowess in front of everyone. And it caused mass confusion. So Paul had to give them guidelines and put them in order because God is not the author of confusion. Mm -hmm. Now, like Scott said, speaking in tongues has its place and it should not be quenched. It doesn't say that someone shouldn't speak in tongues. 
It just says if the if the gift of interpretation is not in operation, don't try to speak in tongues over everyone else because you feel like you want everyone to hear what you've got to say. Scott, this is a very sensitive subject. It's a very tedious subject. Like I said, we were talking off mic. We wanted to be careful about this gift. These two gifts work hand in hand, speaking in tongues and the interpretation of tongues. They are real and they are for the benefit and the edification of the body of Christ. God, I have been in services where there has been an a, a spoken tongue of prophecy and you knew it by the sensitivity that you spoke about in the witness of the spirit that the Holy ghost wanted to say something to everyone. Mm -hmm. And then the interpretation was given and it was a powerful moment, Scott, the interpretation reflected on what God wanted to say to his church. It was either something that the church was going through at that moment that they needed understanding and edification for, or something they would shortly be going through in the future that the Holy spirit was preparing them for. Mm -hmm. And it's very powerful when this happens hand in hand, very powerful. But if everyone tries to do it at the same time, all it's going to do is cause confusion. All it's going to do is cause people to look at others in a, in a wrong fashion, in a wrong way. Scott, we have to be sensitive to the Holy ghost. Yes. We must be we must be, yes, we must be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We must be sensitive enough to where when the Holy Spirit wants to speak, we release control and let him speak. And if we have that gift of interpretation, Scott, I've operated in it. Like I said, it is a fearful thing. Um, I may have been able to operate it in, in it more if I wasn't such a fearful person about this gift. Um, I may have been able to be used in this gift more if I had been more willing. That's the word I'm looking for. Willing to let the spirit use me. The Bible says that, this, you know, you read just then that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So I have seen it, Scott, where there has been a tongue prophecy given and no interpretation. And it didn't mean that there was no interpreter there. It just meant the interpreter was so fearful, so reluctant to be used by the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. that sometimes the interpretation didn't come. And it wasn't because there wasn't any interpreter. It means the interpreter was at a point in their life where maybe they wasn't ready to be used by God like they could have been. Scott, have you been a witness to it? I've seen prophecies given in tongues without interpretation. Now, something I want everybody to understand is although there is no interpreter, it does not mean that you did not receive in your spirit the word from God. Mm -hmm. I believe every time, Scott, that the Holy Spirit takes the time to speak to his people whether it be an interpretation or in a tongue, the spirit of that person is edified. My spirit receives what God is saying at that time, Scott. My mind and my understanding may not be as clear as I want it to be, but down in my spirit, I know 
that whatever the Holy Ghost said has been planted and put and deposited and imparted into my spirit. Have you been a witness of this yourself? I have been a witness, at, and we were so blessed, if, if I can say this, we were so blessed in the place that we were going. As I was learning to understand and experience these gifts as a young pup in the Lord again, Charles, we had a, we had a pastor, wonderful, wonderful man of God, and, and he was just carrying that sensitivity. Uh, you know, Bible says give honor to whom honor is due. He carried that sensitivity with him in the moving yeah. of the spirit, Charles, and he could he could just tell, you know, he, he would, like you said, there would be coming off the heels of a nice praise and worship service where some yeah. songs had been sung, tears were being shed. You could feel the moving of the presence of the Holy Ghost touching people right then and there, and then things got quiet. And that wonderful little pastor that we had, he could just, he just knew. He knew. He spent time in the presence of God enough. He said, somebody here has got something they need to obey God for. Yep. And, and he would leave that opening there. And, and Charles, it's like you said a minute ago, the anchor, the reason Paul could come in here into this chaos and set it in order, the anchor scripture, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. If God gives you a tongue or the interpretation of that tongue, he, like you said, plants it in your spirit. I, I have been bad to do this. I will confess. I've been get, bad to get gift fever, and I, I would receive something. <laughs> I call it gift fever. I would receive something, and just like with a hair trigger, I'd want to do it right then. And, yeah. and the Lord will let you understand, look, it's in your spirit. You can release it. It will, it will go. Don't, don't get nervous. Don't get afraid. It will go, and it's time. Just, just be calm, the Spirit would say, and, and it will flow. And because the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, we don't have to hurry, rush, get nervous, be afraid. We can also quench it, just like you said, and uh, hold it back. So I watched the, the, that wonderful pastor go, somebody here has got something to do for the Lord, and you need to obey them. And then within, I don't know, a minute or two, when, when the courage was mustered and gathered, you know, because that Satan will fight you on these gifts. Your nerves will fight you on these gifts. Yeah. Satan will holler at you. Oh, you're missing God. You're doing this in yourself to try to get you to stop and not do it. Within a minute or two, there would come that tongue that was yeah. bold and strong and powerful. And, and it was like wind blowing in that place. And then once that tongue was finished, you, you'd finally somebody after they wrestled with their flesh and their fear and their worry would stand up and give the interpretation and boy was it like wind again and yeah. and i've watched you do that and it's just a powerful powerful tool again to let people know god is interested god cares he's in the middle of the affairs if we will follow his presence and the leading of his spirit yes sir the bottom line scott is these gifts are real and they are still in operation as long as you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that you have cultivated that relationship, that you keep your spirit in tune with his, these gifts are all meant to work together. Mm -hmm. And they work together in corporate settings as well as in private settings. God, I've saw and have been used by God in the tongues and interpretation of tongues in a corporate setting with a lot of people. And I have also been used just with two people, me and someone else 
and the Spirit of God move and use these gifts between the two people that were present. So it's not something that we should think only happens during a church service. All these gifts can be an operation in a believer's life, even down into an individual level. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about them because, like I said, this is the last podcast regarding the gifts. We've covered all the gifts. I know we could we could spend lots of time on the gifts. What we have said about them is by no means so comprehensive that everything that has been said can be said. Uh, but we have given you the the basics, the bottom, you know, the the bullet points, so to speak, of the gifts of the Spirit, so that you yourself can be again to experience in your own life the Holy Spirit using you to benefit others and to edify your own spirit in these gifts, Scott. For posterity's sake, let's look at these gifts one more time. And uh, we'll start with the first one, the word of wisdom. We've mentioned this before, Scott, several weeks ago. The word of wisdom is that supernatural ability to expound on the written word of God, something that every leader should have an operation in their life, a must, because how can you teach and speak on the word of God without this gift to the other people in the church? Also, Scott, the second one, the word of knowledge. This one is regarding the immediate right then and there spoken word. Can be corporate, can be specific for an individual. This is something that we talked about. Faith, Scott, the faith gift. This is the result of the first two gifts working in operation together, the word of wisdom and knowledge. Faith that goes beyond the measure of faith given to everyone. This is a faith that leads to the healing and miracles that are mentioned in the gift list. Prophecy, the breath of God spoken to the church. We just talked about how we have heard the gift of prophecy in a service and have been witness to its real power. Discernment, sensitivity to God's Mm. spirit. Discernment, being able to know exactly what God is doing in that time, what the spirit of the, not only the God's spirit, the discernment that will give you the ability to see what the enemy is doing to expose the enemy's tricks and traps in a yes. believer's life. And of course, speaking in tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Scott, these are the nine main gifts. I know a lot of people have argued that there are more than nine gifts But for the sake of sticking to the word of God, we're going to stick with this list that Paul give us. If there are other gifts, they will fall under one of these headings. I do believe. But bottom line, Scott, let's talk about exactly what we want to make sure we get across to the people who are listening for the last nine weeks on the gifts of the spirit. Scott, these gifts I haven't seen them like I used to. When I was younger, I saw these gifts in operation all the time. Mm -hmm. But as time has went by, even in the Pentecostal setting, I've seen these gifts dwindle. I've seen it's almost as if there's a drought going on. 
mm-hmm. and these gifts are not in operation like they used to be. Scott, why why do you think the gifts are fading from the the place that they used to be in my young age, in your young age? What do you think is the reason why we're not seeing these gifts today? I've got to gravitate. You know, you know my favorite series. I've got to gravitate back to the what we talked about in the rape of the church series, Charles. It it, it it's fundamentally in there. If people will go back and uh, listen to that, is Satan has done his best yep. to rob us of these gifts because we've said it over and over. Each time we read First Corinthians chapter twelve, this is given for the edification of the yeah. body of Christ. That's why they're here, not to make you look like a prophet, no, not so you can have the name prophet before your name and tout that around. It's there for the edification of the body, for the strengthening of our faith, for the encouragement uh, of our spirit. And slowly, little by little, Satan has put in our way distractions and, and things that will rob us of what it takes to work in these gifts, Charles, and that is seeking the Lord with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. I I want people to go back and listen to that Rape of the Church series, and he's put distractions. uh, He's put things. I mean, we can't get two feet away. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you mad here, but we can't get two feet away from our cell phone. We're so wrapped up in our cell phone and Googling and and binge-watching this and that. We know more about Mr. John Dutton on Yellowstone than we know about the man who was crucified on a tree this week. And we've slowly, I'm, I'm trying not to get mean, but we've slowly allowed Satan to creep in, distract us because we've got to work an 80 hour week. We, we've got to do this. We've got this. We've got these problems. And Charles, he wants to rob us of the time spent in the presence of God to operate and work in these gifts and I'm doing that in a cap. So he's so he's put us here slowly, little by little, that he's took these things away from us. And we've been robbed of, of I, I, I just can't explain to you folks the, the, the benefit, the power, the strength of being in a service where these gifts real, the real deal are in operation. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. powerful. You're never the same. After they moved again, and Charles, like you said, let me add this too. I, I hope it's been an endeavor of me and Charles, if I may speak for him, in this series. Like he said, by no means is this comprehensive. No, no, by no means. There's way more to talk about, but we give you the bullet points, and and yep. I challenge you, listener, at any time, you will never see in any of the scriptures where it's it's propagated out there, Charles, that these things were just supposed to happen for the original 12 apostles, and then when they died, it died out. I challenge you to read the scripture for yourself and judge accordingly. You will not find that anywhere in scripture. Matter of fact, these things are given so that the body, as long as the body is on this earth, is it, it, they're here to be edified. We've, we've endeavored to try to get you to understand it and understand how that they operate. Charles, would that be a good way to say that? I think you did a wonderful job. Uh, I believe it's a twofold problem that we're having today. You talked about distractions. The enemy has launched a device called distractions, everyday life, the, the, the absolute consuming of our time. 
I know one big difference, Scott, between now and when I was young, the time spent seeking the Lord, mm. the time spent being in his presence, that has been one of the major reasons why we don't see these gifts in operation. Now, you've been nice. I'm going to mention the second one that I think <laughs> is a big problem. And that's that wonderful, wonderful little three-letter word that we don't like to talk about called sin. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Another main reason why you do not see these gifts in operation today, listener, is because we have let sin enter in. And when sin enters in the camp, it destroys and hinders and stops the move of God. Yes. And a lot of people, they say, well, I don't understand. I used to speak in tongues when I was young, but I no, no longer do it that much. Or I used to operate in the gifts, but I don't do it that much. Or I used to see these gifts in operation in the house of God when I was younger. I used to go to revivals that was shut the town down and people would be operating in these gifts and the spirit would be moving and edifying. Why, what has happened? Well, no, not only has distractions entered into the house of God, but Scott sin has entered into the house of God. And when I say sin, I'm talking about sins of commission as well as omission. Yes. Like you said, we spend more time with the world and the devices of the world than we do with God. And you can't expect to spend all your time in the world and little time with God and see the benefits of God's kingdom and fruition in your life. If you want to see these gifts in operation, if you want to experience the intimate fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you must pay a price. You must sacrifice your Liberty to do your own thing. Scott, there is freedom in Christianity. Mm -hmm. There is freedom that is given to you. You know, back in the Old Testament, Scott, they spent so much time sacrificing to God just to stay in his good grace that they didn't have time to serve him. They didn't have time to operate in the gifts. They didn't have time to experience his presence because they were constantly sacrificing to keep the blood applied to their life so that the sin wouldn't have holy consequences from a holy God. Mm. But now that Jesus has paid the price once and for all and the veil has been rent and the spirit has been loosed and the day of Pentecost, he came and dwelt with men. But now we have a bigger problem. The liberty that we've been given has become a stumbling block. Mm hmm. The liberty that the Christian has where they don't have to spend all their time sacrificing animals and shed, you know, having blood shed just to stay in God's good grace and favor. Now they have that grace and favor. But instead, Paul said it this way. Don't use your Christian liberty as a license for you to do what you want to do, to do what you feel is important to you use the liberty that god has given you through the blood of jesus christ to serve others scott yes we're going to have to be a servant of something you can either be a servant of sin of self or of the spirit of god mm -hmm. and today the reason 
that we don't see these gifts in operation is because we are spending our liberty serving ourselves. Yep. We're spending our liberty that we've been given by Jesus Christ to serve the flesh. We do our own thing. We spend time and, and not necessarily in evil things do we spend time, but time has been consumed by things of this world and we don't spend time with God and you can't live in the kingdom of God and in the kingdom of men and expect God's power to rule and reign in your life. Amen. Amen. And let, let's add three. You, you've, you've popped out that one. So distractions, sin. Now let's add, let's add a third one too. I, I've got to go here is in case they have not the listener figured out yet. The person of the Holy spirit that we speak yeah. of, is a perfect gentleman, if I can oh, put him that way. Also, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So, Charles, it is my duty, pastor, it is your duty, preacher, it is your duty to foster an air of freedom for the spirit to move because he's the one doing the preaching, not you. It's his power, not yours, that's going to get somebody saved, healed, right. and delivered. And Charles, it is our responsibility to foster an air of freedom for the spirit to move. If I am going to a place or if I'm gathering at a gathering or if I'm going somewhere where they staunchly do not like the moving of the spirit in this manner, where they're not concerned with the Holy Spirit being in the service, where they're not going to allow the freedom of the gifts to move, then my responsibility then is to get out and go to a place where the freedom is there. Because Charles, if if I go to a place that does not allow the freedom of the spirit to move this way, I am also going to not see the gifts the same yeah. manner as if I've got pet sin in my life or if I've allowed distractions to keep me from getting hooked into the power. It's the same thing. And Charles, we've done a disservice to God's church. We've done a disservice to God's people. We've robbed them the same as a thief and robber, <laughs> preacher and pastor. If you sit there and speak against and preach against the moving and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, God help your soul because you're in a dangerous place. And Charles, it's time that we foster an air of yeah. freedom to allow these things to move so they can. Would you agree with that? I love it. I believe this is exactly the word that the Holy Spirit wants to leave the subject of the gifts of the Spirit with is our responsibility versus our Christian liberty. Paul spoke about Christian liberty versus Christian responsibility in Romans. And he says, use the freedom, become a sacrifice to God. It says, to, it says, it says, I beseech you. Paul said it in chapter 12 of Romans. That word beseech means implore. It means to almost beg Scott. Yes. And it says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Scott, we have liberty in Jesus, but we have to make a decision on what we do with that liberty. And it sounds like what the Holy Spirit is saying today in this podcast is don't allow the liberty that you've been given by Jesus to be consumed on yourself and on the things of this world. 
but allow the liberty that you've been given by the blood of Jesus Christ to motivate you to serve others and to become more in tune with the Holy Spirit than ever before. Just like Scott said, we have a responsibility. If we are going to a place that doesn't allow spiritual liberty, that doesn't allow the moving of the Holy Spirit. Listener, if you go to a body of believers that doesn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, that preaches almost against these gifts, the speaking in tongues, the interpretation, saying that these gifts were given to the first church generation, but they are not for us today. If you go to a house of God that does not create an atmosphere during his praise and worship service that allows the spirit of God to move, you must make a decision. Today, Mm. you are standing in the valley of decision. And you have to decide, am I going to believe the words that I've heard Scott and Charles speak of for the last nine weeks concerning the gifts and then turn around and walk away and say, well, yes, the gifts are there, but they're only for those people who are interested. Listener, you have as much of God in your life as you want. And if you want more God, it takes more of you. If you want God's spirit and power present in your life, are you, are you facing things listener that you've never yes. faced before? Yes. I know you are. I know you are. It's a rhetorical question. I know that today's world demands more from us than ever before. I know that the things that this world dishes out, the hell itself is vomiting on this earth is more than what saints have used to face that if we are not careful, if we are not vigilant, if we are not steadfast in our faith, if we don't put on the armor of God, if we don't fight a good fight of faith, then the things of God will slowly fade out of our lives. Mm -hmm. We will face things in our, in our own lives that will distract us that will take us away from God, that will destroy the move of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have to be aware and wise about the enemy's tactics. Mm -hmm. We must be aware and wise, Scott, that he is using everything in this world today to stay, keep us away from the moving of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have to make a conscious, intentional decision. How much of God do we want? How much of this world do we want? What am I going to do with the liberty that was granted to me by Jesus Christ? Am I going to use it for my own pleasure? Am I going to use it for my own benefit? And am I going to spend my time, my resources, my on my dreams and my wants and my needs and my desires? Or am I going to say, God, what can I do for you? What can I do for your kingdom? What can I do to benefit others? Scott, this is what it's all about. Yes. It's all about loving others. Now, this, this yeah. is almost an introduction. Yes, to yes. Through the spirit. We are building a bridge here, listener, from the gifts of the Spirit to the fruit of the Spirit, because the fruit of the Spirit is going to, in you, make you more like Jesus. The gifts of the Spirit 
are given to profit the body, but the fruit of the Spirit is given to you to make you into the image of Jesus Christ. Mm. And we have to make a decision today, Scott. Are we going to allow the Spirit of God to move in our lives? Are we going to allow the world to take our take us away from God? What are we going to spend our time, our effort, and our resources on? Whatever you, you know, they said that you can look at someone's checkbook and find out exactly how spiritual they are. <laughs> because whatever they're spending their time, their money, their resources on, that's what's important to their life. Yep. And Scott, I'm asking you, I'm asking myself, I'm asking the listener, what is important to you? What do you spend your time doing? What do you spend your money doing? What do you spend your resources on? Those are the things that are important to you. You may say God is important. You may say God is is free in your life. You may state that you have a desire to see more of God in your life than ever before. But it's what you're spending your time, your resources on that's going to prove if what you're saying from your mouth is really true. Scott, I believe with all of my heart that today's body of believers say one thing and do another, mm-hmm. claim one thing and produce another. They state that they are a good tree with good fruit, but the, the fruit of the tree is proving what is really in their heart because out of the abundance of the heart is the way you're going to live. Mm-hmm. And whatever you spend your time, your money, your resources on, that is going to be your God. That is going to be, and Scott, we're talking about idolatry. Yep. We're talking about idolatry. We're talking about putting things before God. The reason we don't see these gifts in operation in our lives is because God is not first in our lives. Amen. Amen. And and let's add this disclaimer as well. Wonderful, wonderful what you just said. Let's add this disclaimer as well. You know, 30 years ago is a big difference from now. As, as according to the prophecies that are spoken in the revelation, Satan knows he's got a short time and, and he's going to be loosed like he's never been loosed before. Meaning there's that word freedom and liberty again. He's going to be given more freedom and more liberty as his time runs out to try to destroy the kingdom of God. So we are facing and an I shouldn't have to tell you this listener. I think you get it by now, but let me just reiterate. We are living in a day and age like the saints of 30 years ago have never lived in. We are fighting uh, fights. We are, we're coming against principalities and powers and wickedness in spiritual places now that they never did 30 years ago. The level of ability, like, like you were teaching there, Charles, the level of ability uh, of how much you give God, it, it's, it's not the same now. He's moving stronger. I'm not giving the devil glory. I'm just telling you the honest truth. He's moving stronger. He's moving faster. He's moving harder like a, like a sly snake. Charles, he's looking for any opening in your life, any weakness. And he's got 20-20 vision. And if you give him a door, he is going to take it in this day and age. And Charles, the way we prayed 30 years ago ain't going to work today. The way we preached 30 years ago ain't going to move a mountain or a pebble today. Today's time is stronger and today's time is worse. And Charles, I I don't think I'm going to say it. It's no longer some kind of option that you can consider 
whether you want these gifts or more importantly, the moving of the Holy Spirit. Because that's what we're really pushing here. The gifts yep. do come with it. But it's the moving of the Holy Spirit, the third person in the Trinity, that when God spoke, everything came to pass. That kind of person in your life is no longer an option. Now, you can opt out. But you will pay the dear consequences and price as Satan ravages and destroys your life and family and home. But, Charles, if we will bring it to a level like the apostles did in Acts chapter 2, where we go up somewhere in a quiet room and in a quiet place, and we bow down a knee, and we lift our head up to God, and we confess that we are totally dependent on the moving of the Holy Spirit. When we confess that I'm not going to make it unless your breath is breathing on my neck, like it's never been before, when we get to that place, then we can rise to the level we need to fight in this day and age. But it's going to take no less. We've got to bring it just like they did in the upper room, Charles. And I don't think this is no longer an option. Would you agree with that? Amen. I'm, I'm absolutely agreeing with that. I believe that as time goes by, it gets harder and harder for us to get a hold of God because of the day and age we live in. We've said this before, listener, and we're going to say it again. Because time is short, because we're coming up at the end of this age, because the age of the grace age or the church age, whatever age you want to call it, is coming to an end. And the kingdom age is soon to begin where Jesus returns and rules and reigns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords on this earth. As time goes by and we get to the end of this age, the darkness is increasing. The enemy's tactics are increasing. He knows he has but a short time, so he's waging war as never before. And the reason why you face things that you used to face that you could pray through and, and, and it seemed to be so easy. Now you're trying everything. You, you've even fasted and the fasting doesn't seem to have as much punch and power as it used to. It's because we are living in a day and age like never before. Scott, we need to be busy cultivating that experience with the Holy Spirit as never before. Yes. That we, we go back to that parable about the five wise and the five foolish virgins they were all virgins it wasn't talking about believers versus unbelievers it was talking about believers who have made a decision to invest their time and resources in cultivating that intimate relationship with the holy spirit versus those believers who have just keep on doing what they've always done and expect the same results Scott, we can't do that any longer. We have mm. come to terms with the day and age that we live in. The, it says to, that he would give us the ability to stand in the evil day if we put on the whole armor of God. And Scott, the church today is missing the whole armor. It's mm -hmm. missing the gifts. It's missing the presence of the Holy Spirit because of distractions, because of sin, because it's not paying the price and we are all guilty of it mm -hmm. i'm reminded scott of when nehemiah in the book of nehemiah nehemiah was a cupbearer and he was living in the persian empire 
and he was the king's cupbearer, but he was still concerned about his people. He was still concerned about his country, Israel. And when his friends came and told him that Israel was desolate, that the gates were burned down, that the city was in shambles and people were living like vagabonds. It said that Nehemiah began to seek God's face and he said, we repent of yes. our sin. And Scott, I'm putting you in there. I'm putting me in there. I'm putting the listener in there. It says that we must repent and seek God's face, that we must be aware that it's our negligence that has got us in the shape that we're in, that it's not because God has changed. It's because we have changed. So in a moment, I'm going to ask Scott to pray because we're almost out of time. I'm going to ask God to pray, pray for us that we will get this intensity, this awareness, this urgency. urgency, Thank you. The urgency that is in the Holy spirit today comes alive in our hearts that we begin to become aware that what we used to do, the time we used to spend the time we used to give to God is not enough. And God wants more. If you want more of God, it's going to take more of you. If you want more of God's power in your life, listener, you're going to have to give him more of your time, your resources, yourself. Scott, would you pray for us that we cultivate this urgency, that we make that decision, that we say, I'm not going to allow myself to use my Christian liberty to consume on my own flesh, but it's the liberty that was given to me by the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm going to use to serve others and to seek God. Would you pray for us, Scott? I will certainly pray. And we've come to the decision now, listener, and this is the same decision that they came to in Acts chapter 19. I'm going to read this real fast. And it came to pass that while Apollos was, with, was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples already saved. He said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So we've come to this point, Charles, and, and, and here have you received since you believed. I'm talking yeah. about have you received the fullness? This is this is what we've endeavored to do, listener, with these nine weeks on this gifts is to show you that he is real. We've shown you how he operates through these gifts. Have you received? It's time to make a decision. But I, I pray for the urgency in your heart and your mind right now to be in your heart like fire burning. We're living in a day and age now. I don't think it's no longer an option. Have you received his fullness? I'm not talking about gifts at this moment, right now in this moment. I'm talking about have you received the fullness 
of him? Is he overflowing in your life? Is he blowing like wind in the room that you're in? Is he speaking to you? Is he changing your heart? Because the real, real evident sign that you're spending time with God and the fullness of the Spirit is in your life is what we are about to talk about in the future, and that's the fruits of the Spirit. Is, is there joy? Is there peace? Is that passes all understanding? Is there hope spewing, spewing over in your heart? It's time to make a decision. And that's what we're going to pray right now. I don't care if you've been saved for 30 years. You might be sitting there going, what are you talking about, Scott? I received the presence when I got saved. Have you received him lately? Because he can flow again. He can renew again. You can be baptized again. Every day, a new day. You can be baptized again and again and again and again. Are you today? I'm talking to a believer or non-believer. It's time that we pay that price. It's time that we accept the call because Jesus is offering it. Father, we thank you for this series. God, we thank you. And Lord, we, we pray. Me and Charles both have endeavored to try to obey you and to unpack what this was, the gifts of the Spirit. And now I pray that those seeds go into each and every person's heart that's listening to these podcasts, that it that it germinate, that it grow. And God, I, I pray right now that with that seed comes the urgency, the realization. Pull, pull the blinders back from their eyes, Lord, and let them see the need for the Holy Spirit to be moving in their life, overflowing in their life, dependent in their life as an as, as addict dependent on a drug. God, we need to be that dependent on your presence. And God, I pray for that urgency right now in, in my heart, in Charles's heart, in the people that are listening, in their hearts right now. We've got to be filled and refilled. We've got to be in your presence. And God, we need your holy presence in our lives. Lord, I pray against the distractions. I pray and rebuke any distraction that would try to pull them away from this urgency. I rebuke the enemy in their lives that tries to hold on to him with his, with his strings to keep them from the, from the fullness of the presence of God. Lord, we need this in our lives now. It's no longer an option. God, we've got to stop. Lord, help us, everyone, to understand this urgency. And, Lord, as we get away from this series, as we pull away from this, this series of podcasts and go to another, I pray that we make that decision. I pray that the person listening make that decision today. I need you, sweet Holy Spirit. And God, I thank you that you are faithful. Lord, I know the times are bad. I know the urgency is important. I know Satan's raging. But God, you are still faithful. And if we will call on your name, if we will ask for this indwelling, this infilling, you will give it to us. No fail. And God, I pray for that, that each and every person makes that decision this morning. We give you the glory and the praise for everything you've done and said here in this podcast. In Jesus' name I pray, and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for praying, Scott. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us today through your Holy Spirit. We pray that we have received, that it's planted deep in our hearts, that we use it for your glory. Listener, I hope you have enjoyed what you've heard. More than enjoying it, I hope it has inspired you, edified you, and motivated you to cultivate more of the Holy Spirit and His presence in your life. We are here to help you. Help us to help others. Be a part of this ministry. Be a part 
of the kingdom of God by sharing this message with others. Share this message with those people that you have close to you. Let someone else benefit not only from what you've heard, but from what you show them and, and live in their lives. Be a part of the ministry of God by sharing and helping us get this word out. We also have blogs that you can use. We have a Facebook page that you can visit, Cry of the Watchman. We have Instagram and Twitter that you can follow. We have several different things that you can use in the time between podcasts to help you on your journey to heaven. We ask that you use those. We also have an email address that if you would like to be a part of that list of prayer that prayer list that Scott prays over at the beginning of each podcast, you can send your prayer request to us using the email address. Also, we welcome any feedback, any comments, anything that you would like to share with us. You can simply get a hold of us at key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com. We encourage you to do so. We thank you again for listening to this podcast. We asked that you pray for us. If the Lord wills, we will come back in approximately one week with the continuation of the Holy Spirit series regarding the fruit of the Spirit and what that really means to a believer's life. In the meantime, it is my prayer. It is Scott's prayer. It is the prayer of the Key of David podcast and the Watchman of the Wall Ministries that each and every person listening repents for the kingdom of heaven. Is it a hand?